my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day today, blessed as always, and be sure if you need anything, check out the website, the product of the week for the last day only, the ultimate multiple capsules on sale right now, and be sure to vote for what you want to see win later on this week. It looks like the um, NATO Kines and also the Testo Plus. Those are going back and forth on the votes here that I'm looking at, so be sure to vote for what you want to see win, and be sure to take advantage of the current special with the Ultimate Multiple Capsules on sale right now as product of the week. And one of the first stories that I thought I would address here, because this was all over Zero Hedge this morning and a few other alternative media sites have been covering it now. And I told you guys over the last few months, I've been hearing numerous reports from people I know that have been prior military and contract work that the Ukrainian war is much, much bigger than anybody thinks it is in the terms of weapons trafficking and this entire scheme that we're being told with this money laundering and weapons trafficking is doing exactly what we thought. It is pushing weapons and very large military weapon platforms all across the entire world to places that I don't think we want a lot of them to go. But of course, you know, it's not our choice. Everybody just gets to, you know, play with all these weapons around the world. But then they tell us that we can't own a semi-automatic AR-15 with a pistol brace on it. That's the irony of it. Well, a video surfaced from Mexican TV channel Millennium showing Mexican cartels walking around, basically getting ready. I mean, full machine guns, belt fed, everything. And then there's a video of the one of the cartel members walking by with a AT-4 rocket launcher. This is a Swedish rocket launcher. It's designed primarily for anti-tank. It's 84 millimeter, unguided, man-portable, shoulder-fired anti-tank weapon. And it appears to be hot. And so you got to ask yourself the million-dollar question. It's exactly what I told you guys before. Where is the Mexican drug cartel getting AT-4 rocket launchers from? Because those aren't generally something even the most inept moronic individuals at ATF generally hand out. These have been, I've confirmed this, these have been repeatedly sent over to Ukraine as the entire EU has been pumping weapons over to Ukraine. As you know this, AT-4 has been a weapon that has been going over to Ukraine and as I told you before, at least the reports that I have been told is that an enormous portion of the weapon systems that are going to Ukraine are floating right down through the Black Sea, right through Turkey, right into Africa. And a lot of them are going right back out the west coast of Africa and cycling back into South America. And again, AT4 systems now with the Mexican drug cartel, that is a serious piece of firepower that, uh, yeah, don't really wish the cartels had access to. But here we are. Hence, another reason why I continue to tell everyone, make sure you are staying up on your training. You know how to handle yourself because there are situations that are probably going to occur in this country that are going to be taxing to some individuals. So I encourage you to stay frosty and stay in shape the best you possibly can. Also, too, in other news, I was looking at this as well, is that the, uh, <laughs> in the electric vehicle world, Jaguar now has had to recall nearly 6,400 electric vehicles due to the high risk of batteries catching fire when they overheat. As you guys know, this is a serious problem with electric vehicles. We've seen videos across the country with Teslas and other various types of EVs spontaneously catching on fire. And uh, they're unbelievably hard to put out from the fire department. But yet again, 
this is where the entire system's starting to go to push this narrative. And I was telling dad yesterday, I've been getting reports from people all over the country and down here in Florida getting massive price increases on insurance, all the way from homeowners insurance to vehicles insurance. And I'm talking a lot of people I know that never even had an accident in any recent history, no tickets, nothing, suddenly getting 10, 20% premium increases and hikes on their insurance and this is what happens with insurance when you start having massive amount of claims like we had with ian down in south florida they've got to recoup their losses somewhere but another thing that i think is starting to happen this is just kind of my opinion i have not been able to fully verify this yet because i don't think this is something that's been implemented but it would make sense to me if the ev push is as hard as they're pushing it right now. They really demand that everybody be in their little electronic golf carts so they can shut down, monitor, restrict, and tax at any point in time, which is what they want to do with them. Wouldn't it make sense to start increasing the insurance on all internal combustion engine vehicles over the next four to five years to the point where insurance for a Honda Civic or a F-150 is going to be three, four, five, six hundred $600 a month, even with great history with no tickets? But then turn around and give everybody extremely good premiums on EV vehicles. And again, this would be primarily subsidized through federal grants like they're doing with the entire EV sector. Just something I thought I would throw out there. But it seems very interesting to me that they're constantly giving all these grants, all these perks, all these rewards, all these tax breaks to buy EV vehicles. Yet they're continually failing left and right. And one thing I was telling my buddy about this the other day, because he asked me, he goes, Austin, he goes, this doesn't make sense to me. He goes, the internal combustion engine vehicle and the entire concept of gasoline and just that platform, he goes, this has been around over 100 years. The entire infrastructure of the United States is built around this industry. Love it, hate it, indifferent, doesn't matter. That's a fact. The entire country has been built around this infrastructure. And he goes, why is it that they're trying to mandate and force everybody to go into these cars in the next five to eight years when it took a hundred years to get where we are now with the internal combustion engines, but yet suddenly they think that we're going to have this giant push for EV and that everything's going to work perfect. And I said, well, it's very clear. Same thing I've told everybody before. They want to be able to control and monitor and tax every single thing you do and not allow you to travel freely unmolested on your way. The vehicle, the staple of a vehicle, a car, a truck, an SUV in the United States, for the most part, it represents freedom. You decide you want to go jump in your truck this afternoon and load your kids up in it and go up to the Smoky Mountains. You can do it. You don't have to ask anybody. You don't have to get a permit. You don't have to pay an extra fee or tax. You don't have to do anything. You just jump in it, fill it up with fuel. If you got a diesel truck, you got a big fuel cell in the bed, you can fill it up one time. You got automatic transfer tanks, drive. That is a no-no for the next phase of the World Economic Forum. This is why I've continually encouraged people to make sure you're getting this truth out there and encouraging other people to do the same. Because as we've watched now, you know, the entire transportation with planes across the country, across the world, has been slowing down. Now, we've seen this now in the airline industry. And isn't it ironic that they forced all these pilots to get this shot? And now we've seen now, being that high-stress job, a lot of these pilots are having severe health problems from this shot now. I mean, we've, we've never seen the level of cardiac events in commercial airline pilots, pilots ever in recorded history, 
Yet suddenly, every time you turn around now, there's another report, another report. Frontier being delayed. United American Airlines being delayed. Another pilot, another pilot. Isn't it kind of coming across to everybody that they want to make sure nobody has the ability to travel freely, unmolested on their way anymore and keep everybody in a very tight 15-minute city so you don't have to go anywhere. You just stay in your little bubble. That's what they're doing with the Amazon sidewalk that I brought up to you guys last week with the constant Wi-Fi pinging. They're doing everything they can to intentionally monitor and control what everybody's doing. And the only way to stop it is to not participate in it. Don't don't submit to facial recognition if you're going through an airport system. Don't go through the x-ray scanners. If everybody, and I said this repeatedly, even before COVID, because Dad and I were the same way when we go through TSA, that I'd always opt out. So I'm opt out for a patent. I'm not going through the x-ray scanner. Everybody's standing there with this glazed look on their face. Like, oh, my gosh, he's one of those. He's not going to go through the scanner. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go through the scanner. I'm, I'm not going to submit to that. I'm not going to put my hands up like a peasant and sit there and get scanned and be told I can walk out like a good little boy whenever I have permission to. I can do it. I'd rather sit there, look at the TSA agent, and mo- make fun of him while he gropes me, and uh, we move on with it. Now, people say, oh, that's, that's not like it's much better. No, it's not. But the difference is this. If even 50 to 60% of everybody going through TSA opted for pat-downs, it would gridlock the entire security in the airports, meaning they would actually have to go in and rethink their strategy on how they're handling this because people aren't complying. Nobody would get through and all the airlines would end up getting delayed. Wouldn't be good for business. But again, people have been so conditioned now to go through and do exactly what they're told, exactly what they're told. Somebody told me an analogy the other day. It was a uh, it was a story, old school, about a teacher in a class, and she had a fish tank and pulled the fish out in front of the class and put the fish on the desk, and the fish is flopping and gasping, needs to be in water. And she told all the students, she said, any student that stands up at any point in time to come over here to grab this fish, you're going to be expelled from school. And the kids are freaking out. They're all stuck in their chair. They're starting to yell. They're getting all upset. And then finally, one girl walks over to him, grabs the fish, puts it back in the water. And the teacher looked at her, and she said, that was the right thing to do. She said, at some point in time, you're going to be told that you cannot do something, even though you know it's the right thing to do, even though you know it is the thing that is required of you, that it is your conviction to do. And you're going to be told you cannot do it or there's going to be consequences. And she said, at that point in time, you have to decide if you're going to follow orders blindly to go along with something you don't agree with, or if you're going to stand up and you're going to grab that fish and you're going to put it back in the water, even at the expense of being expelled. And of course, she didn't expel the child or anything, but it was a lesson. And this is what we're watching right now, where so many people have continually gone down this line to where they compromise a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. To the point, you look at where we're at right now in society, and we're actually even having a discussion about gender surgery in minors. I was glad to see that in uh, Texas now, uh, Greg Abbott, the governor over there, he went in now and was one of the uh, first – or he's like the 16th state, excuse me, to sign a bill to criminalize child sex changes. And essentially, they're not going to allow any doctors to go in and do any type of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or surgeries until a child is a grown adult at 18. They can make their own decision. It's banned now. They're along the lines of Florida and a whole host of other states, and you see these people coming completely uncorked. 
I mean, having full mental breakdown, screaming and yelling, protesting, going to the Capitol over there in Texas, just pitching an absolute fit. And you look at it and go, that is what they are really that convicted about. Yes, there are some people out there that are this sick and this sadistic, and they are willing to do everything they can to push their agenda. Doesn't that mean from a Christian standpoint on our end, we should really be willing to be vocal and stand up for our convictions and what we believe because we know it's the right thing. It's biblically based. It's backed by Christ. Just thought I would throw that out there. It's sad to me that I've seen some of these transgender groups be so much more vocal and so much more aggressive about some pure perversion. And yet a lot of Christians are dead silent because they don't want to offend anybody and they don't want to get anybody ruffled or upset. So they just go along with it and act like it's not happening right in front of them. Continue to find your conviction, my friends, and continue to be vocal on whatever you believe. I really encourage that. What do you think, Ted? Uh, great opening, Austin. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, the people in the United States, particularly the Christians, the conservatives, they've been completely and totally just um, lied to. And it all started, you know, with the Frankfurt School. It all started even before that with cultural Marxism. It even started before that with Samuel Untermeyer in the Schofield Reference Bible. And it started, you know, before that being told that you had to listen to the government and do whatever they said to do, no matter if it was against the laws of God. All of this stuff has been what's going on in the United States now pushing cultural Marxism, pushing the rebuilding of the Third Temple now for the past 200 years. That's when it started. It was 200 years ago. And we have to understand something. It's been slow. It's been a slow seep into the Christian communities, making them not want to talk. It was the Christian church that fomented the basically a revolution against Great Britain you know, in the 1700s. It was the pastors in the pulpit, the black-robed clergy that did what they needed to do in order to get things changed. That's who did it. Uh, you know, they worked because, remember, King George controlled the newspapers and controlled the press. It, there wasn't freedom of speech. There was the preachers in the pulpit that basically got up and said, hey, this isn't okay. We can't subject ourselves to tyranny like this. And, of course, the Masonic Lodges got involved, and you, you know the whole story with all that. But the reality is, is that this is the group that basically stopped this unbelievably assault on the American psyche, you know, over 200 years ago with the revolution against England. But, you know, and now we see this constant drip, drip, drip about what's happened, you know, to white people in the United States and about how, all, how awful they are. You know, even, apparently even Trump's own attorney general, Bill Barr, helped the Democrats to steal the presidential election. An article by the Gateway Pundit releases a final report as far as drivers and what they were doing. And highway, you know, in the Gateway Pundit talks about, you know, Stafford to take a truck driver easing Morgan's testimony, moved 200,000 200, fraudulent ballots into New York and Pennsylvania for the 2020 election. I mean, this is incredible what they did. And yet we sit here and we watch this and we go, wow, if the American people really want to recover their country, uh, they're going to have to stand up against this stuff like you talked about, Austin. Uh, there's no unity among the people as long as the ruling elite have employed identity politics to split the people apart and de demonize the white majority because the whites who built the country. Now, stop. If you're black, I don't want to hear it, okay? I understand slavery. I got that. I got that. I know how wrong it was. I know the Irish slaves were bad. The white slaves were bad. The black slaves were bad. I got all of that. I understand that. But it was the European Protestant work ethic that pushed this country back together again and built what it did through the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s. And I understand the importance of what the slaves did and how they built the infrastructure. I got that, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is if you take the segment of the population, the white people, out, and you no longer allow them to be productive citizens of the United States of America, what ends up happening is you now end up with a bunch of people who don't know what to do as far as from a leadership standpoint who've never been in a leadership position in their entire lives, and they're trying to run the asylum, and they're the inmates. That's what's happening right now in the United States. 
in New York now. They're trying to get people to put the people, the 45,000 immigrants that they don't know what to do with now into their homes and pay the people to have them in their homes. And, 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 you know, a good friend of mine is an attorney in Tallahassee, Terry. She basically is trying to find a home for her and her family to live in. They had another home get flooded. And she says that no contractors are putting any homes on the market for sale, that all of these homes basically are going somewhere. And we're assuming it's going to all the migrants that are pouring into Florida and they're being allowed to live there basically free. Uh, the other day I was with a friend of mine. We were driving through the subdivision across the street, and I told her, I said, this is almost entirely Hispanic, and it's been basically given to them as immigrants coming in from other countries. They don't work. They don't speak English. She goes, how do you know? I said, let's test. We saw there's a lady walking down the street, and we walked. I pulled up beside her. I started asking her questions. She goes, no, no, no basically, uh, no speak English. You know, she's completely Hispanic and had no idea, you know, what I was asking her, and I looked, and I said, there, perfectly, there's my, there's my, I make my point. And we could have done that repeatedly because almost the entire subdivision is Hispanic, but yet none of, none of them, how in the world do they qualify for loans for a home? And what's happening is these giant corporations like BlackRock, et cetera, and State Street and Vanguard are going in and buying up these entire subdivisions. You know, Larry Fink said a few years ago in an interview that I posted on the website that basically you had to force people to do what was right. You had to force them to basically have identity politics. You had to force them into your mode of thinking. You have to force it. And, and you know, this, he's the, the, the CEO of BlackRock. You know, and BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard are all owned by the same principles through basically circular ownership. And so he's running the whole show, telling the entire country what to do. And, of course, I'm sure he is a Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, lackey is what he is. But the reality is, is that that's the group that runs the planet, and we need to understand that. And But the problem we have here you know, is that the likely fate for the Americans here in the United States is tyranny. The majority of the U.S. population are blue pill people. They're incapable of even recognizing the threat to their liberty, much less doing anything about it. The future of freedom in the U.S. depends entirely on a relatively few red pill people who establish the working overtime to marginalize who, 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 who the establishment is working overtime to marginalize and express. I'm going to repeat that. The future of freedom of the U.S. depends entirely on a relatively few red pill people who the establishment are working overtime to marginalize and suppress. And that's exactly what they've done to us. And then we got to go back to what happened with Angel Wars. And we talked about that in detail. And now we have an insider with the U.S. government has said to us repeatedly and has been basically pushed in all the alt media now and all the different people that UFOs are real. And that the government has basically come in now and basically has lied to us about what they've done with the UFO technology. And I talked to you guys in detail about this with Angel Wars. These spaceships that we're retrieving, basically they're probably based out of Antarctica, to be honest with you guys, or some other dimension in an interdimensional rift you know, somewhere in our atmosphere. But this, this guy says we are not alone. The U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin, says the whistleblower from a government task force on UFOs. This, this is breaking news. A new report from two veteran mainstream journalists citing a dec decorated whistleblower provides a stunning insight into the U.S. government's history with UFO. For those who want to believe, short of the UFO landing on the lawn of the White House, this is it. For those who think the recent government UFO disclosure one big psychop, this is it. A former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The whistleblower is a 36-year-old Daniel David uh, Charles Grush is a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan who went on to work on the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, and the National Reconnaissance Office, where he served as the latter's representative for the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. 
Then from late 21 to 22, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force who established to investigate UFOs, which are now officially called Unidentified Air Anomalous Phenomenon, or UAP. It was launched under the Navy and under the office of the U.S. Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, and has been since recognized as an all-domain anomaly resolution office, which includes investigations of objects which operate underwater. Grush, a whistleblower now represented by an attorney who served as the original intelligence inspector command, spoke with journalist Leslie Kane, cousin of GOP Senator Tom Keene, basically and says that US, the New York Times revealed that the DOD spent $22.5 million on a secret program just to investigate UFOs. Guys, this is all based from the Space Force that we talked about during Angel Wars, which Lucifer used to attack the third heaven. You guys got to listen to that series if you haven't heard it yet. Guys, it's important to understand that this stuff is real. It's very real. And we have been locked up on this planet with these angels and these demons and these entities from these other dimensions as kind of, I should say, I don't know, a proving ground. And we cover that in depth of what I mean by that in Angel Wars. But don't allow this revelation to mess you up as far as your faith in Jesus. It should strengthen it. This is all part of the pre-Adamic force that was here on this planet and in the universe. It's the same pre-Adamic force that causes massive fight in the heavens, and that's why the Bible is very clear. It says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these entities of these other dimensions of these other realms. That's what we're fighting against. That's why we have to stand our ground in Christ Jesus. So whenever they come out with these psychop things like this and they tell you that basically you've got to believe this stuff, tell them that you already know it's true. Just say that to them. Well, yeah, you know, we heard that on the Ted Osterberg show you know, years ago. We know they're real. What difference does that make? They're part of the pre-Adamic race that was here. And they're going to go, oh, so you believe that? Well, yeah. Where do you think all these ancient monuments came from? Why do you think they're all covered in watermarks and they've all had erosion problems associated with them when the earth was flooded the first time, not the second time with Noah? All of this stuff is important that we understand and reconcile in our mind. And then it's also important to understand that this whole group wants that third temple rebuilt to bring the Antichrist into fruition to allow him to declare himself basically God and come out of the temple steps. And that's the whole purpose of Zionism and cultural Marxism and all the other things that have been done to us. It's all part of the same group's agenda. And if you understand it, it's not going to basically frustrate you. But it's the same group now that's censoring everything. It's the same group now that does all of the stuff they do on an ongoing basis to try to destroy everything that Jesus has done for us. And that's why I went into depth yesterday about how these, 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 these CIA-sponsored groups in many cases, not all faces, come in and they talk about certain things that are going on, but they never talk about Jesus, who's the author and the finisher and the protector of our faith, because they don't want you to know who the answer is, what the answer is, that Christ is the answer. He's the only answer that we have. And so they scare everybody with all of this fear porn, which a lot of it's really not fear porn. A lot of it's just truth that basically we've been injected with mRNA vaccines that are causing all kinds of health problems and all kinds of issues. I mean, and now, and now we realize, and Naomi Wolf wrote this. She goes, no more normal placentas since the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Whistleblower, renowned writer Naomi Wolf, who I actually have started to like in the last few years, revealed that no more normal placentas have been seen since the Wuhan coronavirus vaccines were rolled out. The Daily Cloud CEO obtained information from midwives that she's talking to. According to midwives, placentas of vaccinated mothers are shrunken and have a silver-gray color. This sign means that the placentas are not getting enough oxygen and are not big enough to sustain a normal baby. Wolf shared her interview with California nurse midwife Jasmer, who has been seeing these silver-gray placentas since 2022. Some of these are shrunken. She showed me an image of a placenta that was like two inches in circumference, which is narrower, shorter, and smaller than a normal placenta. A normal healthy placenta is deep purple or maroon and kind of thick. 
There's a home. This is a home for the baby for nine months. Jasmine told Wolf about what she dubbed as COVID bumps or calcifications all over the placenta. According to Daily Class CEO, they are visible to the naked eye. Ben Armstrong of the New American Magazine, who played Wolf's video about the abnormal placentas on her show, expressed shock over the revelations. I thought she would say 40 percent, but no, none. 100 percent of people she's dealt with haven't had a normal placenta. Wait a minute. So is the COVID-19 shot a tool for depopulation? Hmm. Armstrong pointed out that Wolf's expose about the abnormal placentas only proves the COVID vaccine is a bioweapon aimed at depopulating the world. If the globals cannot kill unsuspecting victims through shots themselves, the injections will sterilize people. We've been all saying this. One of the ways to depopulate the world would be to damage people's reproductive systems, he said. Armstrong recounted reports of the COVID-19 vaccine dramatically reducing men's sperm counts and seriously impacting women's reproductive systems. So I'm going to post this. And I want you guys to read it. I posted this a few days ago. I'm going to go ahead and repost it again because this is exactly what Austin and I have been telling you on the Ted and Austin Brower show for the last couple of years. This is the population, depopulation agenda that we have going on, and they want to sterilize people. When these COVID vaccines directly attack the testicles and the ovaries to prevent ovulation, prevent secondary sexual characteristics to occur during basically when girls start menses and when boys start puberty. All this stuff is being done to sterilize us. Why do you think they're pushing the transgender agenda so hard? Because they realize that we're going to have a boatload of transgenders within 10 to 15 years when all of these kids who were injected now even the childhood vaccines can't develop proper secondary sexual characteristics. And at that point, the, 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 uh, the underlying foundation has already been laid for the acceptance of these transgenders into society. And yet when you see the transgenders have undergone, undergone the surgery, they become incredibly su- su- depressed, even more so than they were before they had the surgery, suicidally depressed. Up to 50% of these, in some studies of these transgenders commit suicide. How many are going to commit suicide after they've had the surgery where they realize that the surgery is not going to help them? This could stigmatize them even further in the population. But again, once you sterilize that child, you take them out of the population pool as far as reproduction. You take their ovaries out, you remove their testicles, you start doing all of this stuff. They're no longer going to ever be able to have children. And you take one person or two people or a million kids like that, you times it by 20 generations, you're going to have billions of people on that list of kids that would have potentially been born to those people, which is going to further reduce the population of the planet. Look at all the autistic children who cannot reproduce. Look at all of the kids with all these health issues and all these mental issues who can't reproduce. Look at all the children now that have been given all these vaccines you know, up to the age of 18 in high school and elementary school and basically as babies who can no longer function in society, cannot hold down a job, who cannot think, who have no concrete rational thought. All these people cannot be productive members of society, period. It simply won't work. It's not available to them, and they understand that. And then they also put graphene oxide in these in nanobots and the COVID jabs, and they're being transmitted to the, vac- to the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And then you have the entire planet now being completely closed up with Teflon, you know, the, the PFAAs. And they're being used now to sewage – human sewage is being used to fertilize agricultural fields. And basically this is going to be a catastrophe for the contamination of these plants with more Teflon. You know, Teflon is so toxic and so poisonous, it's like Roundup. And it should be completely banned, but it won't be banned. It simply won't. So their solution as far as, you know, as far as, you know, helping us to have – to cope is to tell Ireland that they're going to have to have a cow massacre to basically net zero out the carbon. And they're going to kill, you know, hundreds of thousands of doggone cows millions of cows all over the world because they're releasing flatulence. It's so stupid. And the problem is because the people in America are unwilling to stand up against this, they go along with all this nonsense and they, because they don't really understand who in the world is controlling this. 
And that's why you have to understand it comes back to our battle is not against flesh and blood. And that's why we as Christians have to stand in aggregate against this. We're the only ones that have a choice in the matter as far as Christians. We can choose to accept Christ. We can choose to follow Jesus. We can do what we need to do. And that's, that's the same thing with the world. It's the only choice to have. The problem is the churches are no longer talking about that in many cases. They're not having altar calls. They're not talking about accepting Christ. They're not talking about changing your life and repenting. They don't do that. But they continue to think, you know, you know, well, you know, we're going to go ahead and do all of this stuff. We're going to do all of this stuff. You know, we're going to do all this stuff. You know, the church and we have, you know, a big concert in the church and we have lights and laser lights and all the rest of it and smoke on the platform and have a big concert. So we can have a big activity event for people to come to church. But they never talk about repentance. They never confess their sins unto the Lord. They never realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we have to be in covenant with the Most High God. They don't talk about that in many cases. And that's why we as Christians have to come into the, into the fray now and talk about that. I'm talking, I'm not talking real Christians. I'm talking about the remnant now. I'm talking about you guys who I pray for every day who listen to this show who have accepted Christ, those who know the truth and what's going on. We've got to help this mass of people now in the world to understand that there is a God and we are not God. And a lot of these guys in these doggone faith churches, they want to make you believe that, you know, there's a God and you're a little God. And I'm not going to get into that right now. But the, the reality is this. I, let me put it this way. There's God and you're not God. <laughs> the, you're a human being. You're not that. You're not God. And we need to understand that. And now, we, and it's like Austin said earlier, you know, look at what they're doing as far as controlling the population and how they're preventing us from traveling freely and unmolested on our way. I've got a friend of mine over in Turkey. He tried to fly here to the United States. He's got a bunch of points on United, and he can't get a flight because they've cut back literally 50% of the flights going in and out of Europe. Remember when Cortez, Cortez, that nightmare weirdo out of New York, said that they want to cut and stop air traffic? And we all laughed at her, and Austin and I said, this isn't a joke. She's telling you what they're planning on doing. Well, they've cut down 50% of the air traffic going into Europe now, according to my rep from American Airlines. So now it's almost impossible to get a ticket on points. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're not available. And my buddy out of Turkey was trying to come back on United, and he couldn't get a ticket on points. He said they're not available. And this is what's happening everywhere because they're trying to stop you from traveling freely and unmolested on your way. Like Austin just said a few minutes ago, yeah, you can take a you know a SUV and you can throw a bunch of fuel in it. And you can drive up to North Carolina. You can go hiking. You can do what you want to do. They don't want you to do that because you're a peasant. Just to mention that to you. Now, I know I'm not a peasant. I know you're not a peasant, but they feel that you're a peasant, and they don't want you to have the ability to travel freely and on less on your way. And, and you look what they're doing to the pilots. Another Cessna has crashed, and it had, it had Trump's donor family on board. It likely performed a mysterious U-turn towards D.C. on autopilot after a lack of oxygen in the cabin caused everyone to pass out. Then it crashed into force once the plane ran out of fuel. But that's what the lead story says. But if you go down and you start reading the story a little bit down, it says – that this pilot may have had a heart attack and died. So, yeah, that's what I think happened, quite frankly, because what ends up happening is this. You have a pilot, you have a Cessna plane. This is a Cessna Citation. Great aircraft, by the way. It was a 1990 model. It's about 33 years old. Great plane. The problem with it is many of these planes are rated for what's called single pilot operation because of the way the controls are set up on the plane. In other words, you can reach the landing gear. You can do everything else from the left seat. And so when these planes are flying and they're at 38,000 feet or whatever it was flying at and the pilot has a heart attack, the people in the back have no idea what to do. They, they, they intercepted him with F-16s so was getting close to Washington airspace, and he was slumped over the controls. And then he crashed and left a burning hole. So the reality is this. How many pilots are going to do this in these aircraft where there's only a single pilot available to fly the plane? I was coming back from 
St. Louis last year, and I was talking to the guys in the front, and I was I was blessed enough to get some you know some seats you know on, on points, and I was able to fly you know in business class. And I remember I told I told I told the lady who's in charge. I said, if you have an issue, I said I'm a licensed pilot. I said I've not flown a plane like this, but they all fly the same. So if you need any help, let me know. I told her that, and see how many other pilots are on the on board that could do that. Also, well, probably not a whole lot because there aren't a lot of pilots out there. But the reality is this: we have a problem now with pilots. In the Air Force, pilots on the airlines having heart attacks and having coming down with myocarditis to the point now they've had to change the specs on the FFA testing every year for the commercial pilots and testing every two years for people like me that are sport pilots and private pilots that basically change the parameters of the EKGs because they're having so many abnormal EKGs from pilots. And let me say something to you. You know, flying an airplane is very, very intense. It's when you're in the front of the plane. You know, you're constantly monitoring all the functions. I've talked to you about this before. It's not relaxing because every single person on that aircraft, your their lives are in your hands. And so when you have pilots that have been compromised because of these doggone injections and they're dealing with clots and strokes and everything else, and maybe not their memory is not as good as it needs to be because of the, the, the amount of spike proteins that have gone into their brain and shut the cells off and the oxygen off, that's a problem. You can't just pick up a pilot, you know, in the next 10 minutes. You've got to train them. It takes years and years and years. You can't even get insurance on some of these airplanes that you fly privately until you have at least 1,000 hours on airplanes. And I had a pilot friend of mine tell me one time, he goes, unless you've got at least 1,000 hours of flight time, you don't know anything. 1,000 hours, you don't just pick that up. Even if you're flying four or five hours a week, it takes a long time to pick up 1,000 hours of flight time. So that's the problem we're running into. Again, it's to cut down on the about our abilities to travel freely and unmolested on our way. And it's sad because we watch this stuff and we think about what happens with it, and we start to realize that we've got a major, major problem in the United States with travel and with, with you know with what's going on. But yet we're still sitting back and we're waiting, waiting for you know somebody to come rescue us because the people in the United States are so dumbed down with the fluoride and the tricyclic antidepressants and the serotonin reuptake inhibitors and all the rest of this stuff that they don't want to have the they don't have the ability to have concrete rational thought to think through anything it's sad i just you know and I, I, you know I've, I've talked to so many people you know now in the dating pool over the last you know three or four or five months and and they and they can't find legitimate people to go out with they can't find people that are, that are basically men anymore or, or the men they go out with are basically men that are basically broke or financially, you know, strapped, and they can't supply. They, and they're looking for somebody to help support them. And the same thing is true with with the with, with the guys looking for women. It's just, it's the whole thing is messed up. And on top of everything else, you got to now try to find somebody who's not vaccinated. You got to try to find somebody who's not having all kinds of health problems. You got to try to find somebody who's not basically, you know, steeped in you know the synagogue of Satan and sin and all the rest of it. You got to try to find a Christian. And so it's become increasingly more difficult as a believer in the Lord to try to find people that are actually going to be a legitimate person that you can date and have a long-time relationship with. Because, and this is, by the way, this has been done on purpose. That's why so many men have, you know, decided to go to other countries to try to find women who have not been, you know, damaged by cultural Marxism. All of this stuff is happening as we speak in the United States. But what do they want us to do? <laughs> they just want us to pay attention to, you know, cultural Marxism and. You know, identity politics, and now DeSantis is now saying that Trump praised Florida for years, and now he's changed and says Cuomo's lockdowns were better. So Donald Trump is now promoting lockdowns. On Monday's broadcast of Fox News Radio's Brian Clemente show, 2024 Republican presidential candidate Florida Governor DeSantis responded to criticisms from fellow GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump 
of the census's tenure as governor of Florida by stating that Trump has praised Florida for years, and now he's changed his tune. He's saying Andrew Cuomo did better with his lockdowns in New York than Florida did as a free state. Wait a minute. What is wrong with Trump? Trump is a high-level mason. He is completely and totally compromised. And the census may be, too, because he went to Yale. He may be part of Skull and Bones, too. But Trump is still pushing the clot shot. He's still talking about Operation Warp Speed. He's still pushing red flag gun laws. This is Donald Trump. He's the one who did this. He wanted to have the most pro-gay administration in the history of the White House. Don't forget this stuff, guys. We are so upset now that they put this bumbling fool in the White House who likes to fall down and forget where he is. And all he wants to do is have ice cream cones, like Austin said, who likes to have you know, all kinds of weird intimate encounters with young girls and sniff them. We got this weirdo in the White House <laughs> that we're that we're, no, you know, it's just true, Austin. <laughs> that, 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 that basically we're trying to figure out how to get him out. But the reality is, it's not how to get him out; it's how to get the country right. You know, it's, it's interesting. Here's what quote. Here's another quote from DeSantis. So here's the issue. He has said how great we've done in Florida for years. He said I was one of the greatest governors. Florida is one of the greatest states. Florida stayed open. They did it right during COVID, all this. Now he's changed his tune. He's saying Andrew Cuomo did better with his lockdowns in New York than we did in Florida as a free state. I think I can count the number of Republicans on my hand who would rather have lived in Cuomo's lockdowns who would rather have lived in Florida. So he's just trying to sell people a bill of goods. This is totally, absolutely ridiculous, and I don't think anybody actually believes him. And I'll say this again, too. If you still believe Donald Trump, if you still think he's your savior, if you still think he's running the United States out of, out of Mar-a-Lago and he's still the president of the United States, you've got some serious issues and you need to get some reality check. And I'm sorry. I know that's pretty harsh because a lot of those Q people are still believing all that stuff. But guys, pay attention to what's going on. These guys are lying to you about everything, and they continue to lie to you about everything because they want you dead. They want your soul. They're playing for blood. This is not a game to them. This is real. I'll never forget that movie, Apollo Creed, with Apollo Creed on the very first Rocky movie back in 76, when he's in there in the meat market, and he's beating the dog on sides of beef, and he's breaking ribs. Rocky is. He's practicing to fight Apollo Creed. And the guy who is Apollo Creed's manager looks at Apollo Creed and says, you need to watch this. You think this is a show. This man thinks this is a fight. And that's what we've got going on right now. We think it's a show because we've been taught this lie over and over and over again. And to them, it's not a show. It is a fight. And it's a fight for the souls of man. That's what this fight's all about. That's why we have to keep our hearts and minds in Jesus all the days of our life. Awesome, buddy. What do you think? What's your next story? Oh, it's a fight, all right. It's a big one. And that's why they've now directed their attention towards the children. That's why they're going after the kids now. They've, they, there's no holds barred anymore. This is a war that they have decided they want to make fully known to everyone what they are doing. This is why you've got the, you know, Larry Fink, like that was talking about earlier with the whole thing with BlackRock, what they're pushing now with this entire concept of going in and forcing everybody to essentially go along with this agenda this inclusion agenda that they're constantly pushing on a regular basis, this diversity, equity, inclusion agenda that they're saying you have to change how people act. You have to force behaviors. You watch the video, that put the link on it. This is what they're doing is, and one of the, actually one of the guys off Breitbart, as far as one of the uh, reporters on there, economics editor, John Carney, he said, what this is, is this is the Chinese social credit score being applied at the corporate level of America. 
He said, you're going in now and you're assessing points to companies that do the good little narrative bidding that they're told to do. If they don't do what they're told to do, they lose points. They lose stock value. They lose bonuses. They lose all this stuff. And that's what they're doing. It's the social credit score at the corporate level now. And when you have a company like BlackRock, that I think were they eight or nine trillion dollars in assets that they manage, they can pull some strings. They got some deep pockets. If they decide that they don't want a company to be around anymore, like they, I guess they decided with Bed Bath & Beyond, nah, we're just going to isolate that one and uh, Amazon's going to gobble that one up. Goodbye, Bed Bath & Beyond. They just dissolve it like they do. They do anything they want with that much capital, and that's why it's so important. I've told people when they start in businesses, especially if they start getting in bigger businesses and they're growing their business, I said be very careful who you take money from. Be very careful who invests with your company because I've seen it multiple times. Guys that get leveraged out, they start spreading too far, and all of a sudden they start getting investors in. They start getting bigger investors in. All of a sudden these investors start telling them, listen, we're major shareholders in this company. We've got a lot of money invested in this. This is going to happen. But no, nah, we don't want to do it that way. Well, no, you're going to do it that way. This is, Or else this is going to happen. Or we're going to start coming in. We're going to bring some headhunter in. He's going to be a new CFO. He's going to start whacking jobs. He's going to start raising prices. He's going to start increasing fees. Seen it happen repeatedly now. So be very cautious because these guys, like that said, it's no joke to them what they're pushing and what they're going for. And that's why they're intentionally pushing so hard now for to go after the kids. This is why it's so important you teach your children history. Do you teach them about bravery and courage and biblical backgrounds? I mean, I guarantee you in this public school system today, guarantee you they are not going to address the fact that today is June 6th, the 79th anniversary from 1944 of the D-Day invasion. They won't even bring it up, won't even talk about it. Operation Overlord with over 150,000 men went into battle, the largest operation with land, sea, and air invasion ever attempted. Don't talk about that. Now, we all know that was a banker war, but look at the men back then. Then when they came back from this war, you had the Battle of Athens, <laughs> Georgia, the doggone corrupt mayor and corrupt police chief. They were stuffing the ballot boxes to the point all the combat veterans said, okay, this is what you want to do. You want to rape our women in our city? You want to rip off all the people here? You want to start stuffing the ballots? We are going to fight you until we all die. Like I said, did a full-blown descended invasion on the police department with all the corrupt police officers in there. Got a doggone gunfight. Start throwing dynamite. That's not something that I'm advocating anybody to do. I'm simply just repeating history. That was the resolve that those men came back from. He said, dude, we've been in trench warfare against the Germans. You're going to tell us that you're going to stuff the ballot box now? Where's my Tommy gun at? Where's my BAR at? We'll see how that works. And this is why they've continually tried to erase history from the schools now. That's why they don't talk about anything. That's why it is so important you teach your children. And there's certain things that, you know, age-specific. And I mean, you don't have to go into detail with certain things in history at five, six years old. But as they get older, you've got to teach them exactly where the history of the United States was, where it is, and where it's continually going and why it's so important that people continually keep raising little Americans. And that is why you also have to do the best you can to maintain your overall health along with your children's. You know, yesterday I was talking in detail about 
the health problems that are associated with sucralose. That's why I constantly tell you either use the monk fruit or use stevia. That's why if you look at our fit food from New Zealand, it's got stevia and monk fruit in it. My muscle blast, my amino acid formula. We don't use sucralose in anything. I won't touch that stuff with a 10-foot pole. And I told you how bad it is in this cause. It's directly linked to leaky gut syndrome now in this research study. And that it literally damages your DNA. Well, another article just came out this morning. Mystery epidemic of colon cancer in young people is doubling rapidly cases have doubled in under 40s and they said by 2030 they're expecting to see a 124 percent increase in colorectal cancer in young people by 2030 guys do, do you understand what kind of numbers those are just seeing an increase these are young adults these aren't this is all 40 and under these aren't people in their 80s coming down with this these are young adults in their 20s and 30s one of the primary reasons excuse me, is because A, the diet has gotten so horrific, but that's not just it. That's not just all of it. You got to look at the lack of probiotics in diets now. You got to look at the continual exposure to glyphosate and all these other environmental toxins. And then you got to add in sucralose right on top of it. It's a combined effort with all these different compounds. One specific compound in most cases is not going to do this to you in small amounts. It's repeated exposure over and over and over and over again. That's why I've told you guys before. You're eating clean 89% of the time. It's pretty good. Gives your body enough time to detox. You can run the GHI cleanse. You can make sure your liver and your kidneys are staying clean. Your body's staying detoxed. And inflammation's down. If you decide you want to go out for a really nice, you know, gourmet cheeseburger or you go get some organic ice cream, your body can process it usually pretty fine. But you keep eating McDonald's and Taco Bell sludge every single day chugging down sucralose infused diet soda every single day this is going to happen clearly the numbers are showing this here and then on top of that as we have seen now with the massive increase of health problems with the covid shot it's just a combined on top of on top of on top of all of it that's why it is so important you maintain your health and so important you maintain your gut health that's why the probiotics are so important so we have three different ones the probiotic df probiotic 100 billion and the 350 billion especially if you've had to run any type of antibiotics recently it's really important for the gut health so remember what they're actually doing and look at the things you can actually change for the most part there's a lot of this stuff we bring up on the show and i get it i know like we talked about before i'm not i can't physically go over to ukraine and stop the war or stop whatever lies or whatever manipulations going on over there but i can continually encourage my children to learn the truth and teach them biblical values and I can keep them healthy and I can encourage my friends and I can try to motivate and keep my friends strong and we can continue to encourage the community and the area around us and do the best we can to expand the truth globally with this show. I can do that. You know, I, somebody emailed me the other day asking me about this whole thing that's going on with this, uh, this giant operation over in uh, Europe I told you guys about last week. This massive air thing that they're doing over there with um, NATO, Air Defense 23, from June 12th to June 23rd. It's going to be the largest Air Force exercise in NATO history with over 10,000 participants. You know, seems kind of odd that they're choosing to do that right now while Ukraine is demanding that they are joined to NATO now. And now you've got Russia that just came out, and they're staging massive war games with over 100 warships and flying aircrafts all over the place now. Kind of like they're trying to set up for something. I don't know. One thing I have learned, and I have learned this if you look back at history, every time 
there is a crisis that the globalists cannot keep under wraps, that they cannot continually control the narrative on, they pretty much take us to a war. I mean, we saw that. I mean, you could list the dates over and over and over and over and over again. And now we've got this entirely theater show with Biden and the FBI, exactly right. this FBI informant now coming out with all this information about this $5 million bribery scheme. And what do they want to talk about now? Uh, we're holding we're holding Ray in contempt of Congress. Well, if you notice now, if you look it up, nobody's even talking about Biden's five million dollar bribery scheme that he was involved in while he was VP. Everybody's now talking about I can't believe Congress is going to hold the FBI director in contempt of Congress. I can't believe they're doing this now. This is such a, a violation of the rule of law. And I'm sitting there going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we just gonna ignore the fact that this is like the fiftieth time? This clown that falls over on stage everywhere he goes has been involved in some type of illegal, you know, money laundering scheme. I'm just like, what, the 40th or the 50th time now they found this. I mean, let's be real. This all was going on in Ukraine under the uh, the, uh, Obama administration. I mean, Biden was constantly going over there. Oh, well, nothing to see here now. It's nothing to see here. Oh, no, we need to do. We need to give Ukraine more money. That'll change everything. It's, It's theater. It's designed to keep people continually distracted. So do you need to know what's currently going on around the world? It's a good idea to be well-versed so you can be well-prepared and you can be mentally and physically strong. That's why I've told people before, don't wait until the hurricane's five miles out from your house to have some backup food and water. When you see calamity coming, a wise man prepares for it. You know something's coming. Say, okay, this is highly probable this may occur. What can I do in my community, in my area, to keep my family strong and my friends and my country as strong as I can? And that idea of being self-sufficient and that idea of being strong and independent as far as as a family, as a whole, as a community – is really what's eluded a huge portion of the United States and what's caused a lot of these issues now. I mean, like Ted said earlier, you've got this mayor up in New York telling everybody that they're going to give them money if they house illegal migrants in their house. I saw a thing earlier. They're talking about giving people $125 a day per migrant to house them in their homes. Now, Grant, I'm not even going to get into the entire security safety aspect of bringing illegals into your home that you don't even know anything about them whatsoever. It doesn't matter what country they're from, especially if you have children. But then think about this for a second. That means the state of New York with federal grant money is paying $3,700 per person just to house these people. That's $45,000 a year, guys. That's more than a lot of people make annually. They're paying this to house these people so they can stay here illegally. If you don't think this is a concerted invasion of the United States, very well planned and well orchestrated, well thought out and very well funded, dude, you got to do some more research. This is the invasion. We're just not watching a D-Day style invasion from another country. We're watching the entire world invade the southern border and be distributed across the entire United States of America intentionally to destabilize it. That is something that is happening very real right now. And another reason why I've continually told people, make sure your security and your ideas and your mindset is strong for a lot of this stuff. When you got... Mexican drug cartels walking around on, you know, basically fighting lines with machine guns and AT4 rocket launchers. They're clearly getting ready for something, and it's not to come up here and have a cup of tea with us. 
So continually keep the truth out there and encourage your friends to stay strong, stay healthy, and take care of their bodies as much as they can because we all know the food supply right now is <laughs> something – it leaves a lot to be desired. What do you think, Dad? Well, the food supply is awful right now, Austin. I mean, you know, and the, and the, and the, and the problem is, you know, it's, it's specifically being – it's awful for a specific reason for population control to make people as sick as they possibly can. Yep. And, and again, with the, the spike proteins, you know, in the, in the down regulation of the immune system from the COVID shot is also causing a lot of these intestinal cancers. Plus, remember, the intestinal cancers are a direct result of the eating of nitrites, because when you have a product like pork that contains sodium nitride, it reacts with stomach acid to form a nitrosamine. And they're one of the most effective agents known to man for producing malignant intestinal tumors. And now with the immune systems basically shut down, we've had a 50% increase in colorectal cancer in these young people because they've been vaccinated, because their immune systems are down. And I'm seeing this all over. That's why I told you guys repeatedly, don't eat pork, don't eat lunch meat, don't eat anything, even boar's head, if it contains sodium nitride. It's a bad product. It should never have been put in the food supply, and it's unbelievably toxic. That's why the number one food on my top ten list of never to eat are the high-fat luncheon meats, bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, and hot dogs. And when you combine a hot dog or bacon with sodium nitrite with aspartame, like a diet soda and a pepperoni pizza, you form a compound called the dichidiopeperazine. That degrades to form a nitrosurea, and nitrosureas are the most effective agent known to man for producing malignant brain tumors in laboratory animals for test purposes. So you're basically giving yourself brain cancer on a high-probability risk ass- assessment if you're eating a diet or drinking a diet soda with a pepperoni pizza. And, but they know all this stuff. The Delaney Amendment was passed back in the 70s, forbid the inclusion of foods that cause and additives that cause cancer into the food supply. It was forbidden by law. And aspartame got around all that. Read the article that I wrote, Aspartame, a Chronicle of Crime, on our website at healthmasters.com. And you'll understand why they've done this and how they got it pushed. By the way, I love you guys a lot. And I had the opportunity to pray for you again this morning. I pray for you guys a lot. And you guys are amazing to me. And I thank you for your support of Health Masters. And I thank you for praying for us on an ongoing basis. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And lest you think the clown show with COVID is over. I saw this article earlier and I actually had to reread it because I thought it was I, I thought it was like fake news and I found it on Breitbart. They're now saying the Tour de France, <laughs> the Tour de France, the cycling classic, has now drawn up new COVID protocols for their 2023 event in return for riders and team officials. They said the new rules are not but are not limited to, but include uh, in positions on riders, team staff, officials who are set to wear face masks at all times and even in the team paddock, while riders will be banned from signing autographs, eating out or taking selfies with fans, and riders will also not be allowed to leave their hotels once sent there for the night. They said this is some of the most stringent COVID restrictions they've seen even since the pandemic. Um, something's odd about this. You guys know anything about it? Send it to me. This is, it doesn't make sense. Clearly, I mean, we know the entire thing about masks has been theaters. Are they trying to cover up people who are there? Do they not want people being seen? Are they trying to make sure that none of these riders go out at night so they don't get mugged in France with a lot of the crime that's going on over there? I don't know. But nothing about that even makes sense. I mean, why in the world suddenly now you've got to start having COVID measures? But remember, I thought everybody's protected from the COVID shot, right? That's what they tell everybody. It's a total farce. While at the same time, you have the WHO 
has now adopted Europe's COVID passport for a digital health system. This was quietly done on Monday. The European Commission with the World Health Organization announced the launch of what they described as landmark digital health partnership in which the digital vaccine passport style system developed by Brussels during the COVID crisis will be extended throughout the world. And there you go. Adopted as the first building block of the WHO's global digital health certificate network. Introduce a wide range of digital products to supposedly protect against future pandemics. Like I told you guys before, keep your body and your mind strong. Keep your health strong. Stay backed up with some extra vitamin C and D3 at all times on your, you know, on your cabinet. There's definitely something very nefarious going on behind the scenes. They aren't continually rolling out this stuff quietly, very nefarious, very clandestine, under the table, in front of everyone. Oh, no, no, nothing to see here. We're just rolling out this giant EU digital COVID-19 certificate. No, there's something that they got planned in the future, and they want to have all of this stuff immediately in place that they don't even have to ask questions anymore. It's right there on a snap. So continue to get the truth out there. Do the research the best you can. If you've got anything that's interesting, I always tell you guys, feel free to email me at, well, on the website at healthmasters.com and send me some articles. A lot of people do that on a regular basis. I can look up and see what's going on. So thank you for the support. Thank you for my international customers, our listeners all over the globe. We also still remind you the DHL Express International we're getting stuff to Europe. I sent a package to a really good customer from the UK. We shipped it out, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday last week. It arrived on Monday, um, yesterday. Or, yeah, yesterday. Guys, we're doing the best we can to keep everybody as healthy and as strong as we can. So thank you for your support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the Ultimate Multiple Capsules on sale of product of the week, the last day today, and vote for what you want to see win tomorrow on the website, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.